0: Amen. Well, good morning. Good morning. Happy New Year. It's great to have you with us. Please grab a seat. Good morning to those watching online. It's great to have you with us. Good morning, girls down the front here. Great to have you with us as well. It's great to have the kids in the building, isn't it? It's very cool. It's very cool. If you're wondering, there are some kids' activities at the back if you need them. There is a creche on as well. If you need that, uh, feel free to, to make use of that. Um, if it's your first time here, special welcome to you. We're really glad that you've um, chosen to, to be with us this morning. Um, if you are able to, we'd love for you to, to get the Church Centre app on your phone, the Church Centre app. You can go into your app store, you can get your phone out right now if you don't have it, get the Church Centre app um, and download that, uh, especially especially if you plan to come back to church again, um, because as you may have noticed this morning, uh, as you enter the building, if you don't have the app, you have to wait in a queue to get your name typed into the computer to get checked in. But if you have the app, you can just say, I'm all good and just check yourself in as soon as you park the car, or as soon as you leave home even, or even now as you're sitting in the pews, you can do it then. It doesn't matter when you do it. Uh, All that matters is if you can do it yourself, it's going to save us a lot of time. Uh, If you're watching online, we'd love you to check in as well, so that we know that you're with us this morning. Again, on the Church Centre app, you can do that. Um, It's just a great way for us to know, obviously, who's at church, but obviously, in the current situation, we have to do it as well. Uh, We have to keep track of, of who's here. So grab that app check in on the church center you can also see other things on the the church center app as well like small groups um, upcoming events all the all the stuff about church is on that Um, so it's not just for checking in there's a lot of other stuff you can do as well and if you've got any issues speak to myself uh, speak to pastor lauren or or find someone who looks like they might know how to operate uh, a phone and they might be able to help you out or point you in the right direction uh, That'll be fantastic. Um, what other announcements have I got this morning? There's not a whole lot. We're beginning a new year. It's great. If you've got your offering prepared this morning, if you're, if you're making a, a cash offering this morning, then we've got buckets and you can do that as you exit. Uh, we're not passing them around this morning. Um, but we encourage you to give online. Um, that's the easiest way to give and it's the safest way to give. Um, it helps us a lot. Uh, and so if you need the details, they should be in your newsletter. Which is emailed to you. Um, should have been emailed to you on Wednesday last week. Um, I think there might be a few hard copies floating around if you need one, otherwise we can make some for you. Um, very cool. There's nothing else, except it's start of the new year. It's good. It's good to be alive. It's good to be here. It's good to be in church. First Sunday of the year. The rain is pouring. It's summer. Life makes sense. It's good. It's good. Hey, I want to encourage you um, just as we begin the new year, I've got just a a few verses in Philippians 3. Um, I'm not preaching this morning, so I've just got to have my moment. Um, Philippians 3, and I've got 3 minutes and 32 seconds, so here we go. Um, Philippians 3, uh, just from the message translation, just to encourage us. And Paul says, I'm not saying that I have all this together. That I've made it, but I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ, who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong, by no means do I count myself an expert in all this, but I've got my eye on the goal, where God is beckoning us, beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. If any of you have anything else in mind, something less than total commitment to God, um, God will clear your blurred vision. You'll see it yet. Now we're on the right track. Let's stay on it. And I love the new year because it reminds me of this idea of putting something behind us and pressing on to something that is before us. And I think as a church, as a community, as people of faith, and this is a great reminder for us that we have this opportunity every day. It's not just the beginning of a new year, um, but something at the beginning of a new year sort of reminds us in a, in a different way to press on to Jesus in a in a new way, with more energy, with more commitment, with more focus. And I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know what last year was like for you personally. I know that there was a whole lot of stuff that went on last year. And for some of us, we're hoping that this year is going to solve all our problems. But can I encourage you that um, God has a work for you? God has a work to do in you and through you this year. And it's not just going to happen because it's a new year. And it's not going to magically just poof, we're going to be there. It's going to take that tenacity for us to really stay focused on Jesus, to stay focused on the goal that he has for us, on pressing on towards him and the purpose he has. Not turning back, but pressing on. And I really believe that God wants to use us this year as a church to reach those who don't yet know Jesus, to really be a a beacon of hope and, and light in our community in a way that we maybe haven't for a long time, maybe ever but use us, not just as a church, not just through events, but the people that are sitting here, the people that are watching online, to bring friends and neighbours to come to know Jesus for the first time. And so I really pray and encourage you to to pray into that, to focus in on on who Jesus is and what the plan he has for you is. And I'd love to spend a moment just to pray as we begin this year, to pray for our community, pray for ourselves, and and pray that God would use us to, to reach people in a way that that maybe we haven't before. So I want to encourage you to stand where you are. Maybe you can um, hold your hands out if you're at home. I encourage you, if you're you're willing and able to stand as well, just just as an opportunity of just surrender to God. Just say, God, this year is yours. I pray that you'd use me. So God, we come before you again. We come before you afresh this morning. And God, we pray that you would use us. We pray that this year... That as we focus on Jesus, as we press on to that goal of knowing him, of staying committed to him, God, that you might use us to reach people for you, to see people come to know you in a a new and fresh and living way. God, we pray for our community. We pray for those hearts that have already softened to you, and we just pray that you would make us aware of who those people are. You would give us the words to say, the actions. Give us the heart that you have for people. God, we just pray that this church might be one that's unified around the gospel, unified around the purpose that you have for us, unified around Jesus. So God, would you use us, would you use this year to to bring people to know you, to bring people to, to glorify you and to commit their hearts to you, We pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. God, we
1: declare your peace this morning. We claim it for our lives in Jesus' name. Regardless of how we're feeling in this season, you are on the throne. So God, this morning we look to you and we find in your presence peace. We thank you that you are a good God who cares for us in every season. And we ask that this morning you would speak to us fresh, that you would give us fresh vision, that you would set a light, uh, a fresh mission in our heart for 2021. We thank you that you are uh, the God of the new thing. And so we uh, seek to know you more and to follow you into whatever new thing you are calling us to this morning. We praise you uh, for who you are and how you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, good morning church, you can take a seat if you're here, good morning on the stream, we love you, we're so glad that you are uh, tuning in online, joining us that way. How's everybody this morning? Good? Yeah. Does anyone else feel like it's been the longest week they've ever had in their life? Something about not being here last Sunday made me feel like the Sunday before that, like from then till now has just been one long week and I have not been sure what day it was. I'm pretty sure there's been six Tuesdays since we were last together. It's a weird time of year, but we've made it. It's 2021. It's the 3rd of January. We're here. It's very exciting. I'm excited uh, to be here in church this morning and I'm so excited to see so many of you here we're starting a new series. That makes sense, doesn't it? After Christmas and and everything, Uh, new year, new series, we're starting fresh. Um, And I'm excited because I get to go first. I like going first because uh, if I completely miss the mark, it's fine because everybody else sort of can fix it up as they go along. And you've got a real treat coming. Next week, Pastor Rob Hayman is going to be preaching. I don't even know if that's your title anymore, but it's like when you see a teacher outside of school and you can never call them anything other than like Mr. or Mrs. whatever, like that's how I feel, like I'll never be able to call you anything different. And, uh, and then the legend Tommy Poss after that, so you've got a great couple of weeks coming up in church, but I get to start us off. And uh, I'm feeling pretty excited, but I'm also feeling pretty like relaxed, a bit cash this morning. Uh, so last time I was here, I geeked out about uh, cultural context and translation and all different things, but this morning we're going to be a bit more casual, and some of you are probably thinking, Lauren, could you be more casual than usual? (laughs) Fair enough, I would say to that. (laughs) But what I really mean is that this morning we're going to dive into the scripture. Um, We're going to be speaking about parables over the next few weeks, so both the gentlemen have picked parables, and so have I, and we're going to dive into those uh, and hear from Jesus telling stories, learn straight from Jesus as he was speaking and teaching. Uh, and then I'm going to share with you a little of my story. So that's what I mean by casual. I'm going to share a, a little of my story, a little a little testimony uh, pocket, where I'm going to share how I've seen this concept work in my own life, uh, and then a little challenge at the end. So you go. we on it. We've got we've got the uh, the blueprint for the morning. <laughs> we're going to be turning to. Let's do that first. The Bible's the wisest, much wiser than me. Mark. Four, chapter four, verse twenty-one, and here we're going to find uh, the parable of the lamp. It's a little heading in my Bible, at least, the parable of the lamp. And uh, the first thing, a little bit of context about this passage is where it sits in the in the context of the other parables. So before it uh, is the parable, uh, you know, the one about like just scattering the seed out. And then the next one is about the seed growing. And we find this right in the middle of those two parables, right? So that's the, the frame uh, of reference and context for that. Have you found it? You ready? Am I a bit boomy or is it just my own grave? Is this echoing back at me and I was worried. I was worried, but that's all right. Okay. Then Jesus asked them, here we go. Would you light a lamp and put it under a basket or a bed? Of course not. That would be silly. That's not what lamps are for. And also, this kind of lamp would have had a little flame. That would be dangerous. That is a fire hazard. Do not put flames under beds or baskets. That is not where they go. A lamp is placed on a stand. Makes much more sense. Where it will light and will shine. For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open. And every secret will be brought to light. And anyone who hears with ears to hear, should listen and understand. And then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding will be given and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away. So this scripture sits in the middle of these two very uh, evangelical kind of Parables about uh, the scattering of the seed and the growing uh, of the seed, and when we talk about the seed in this context, we're we're thinking of uh, the gospel, right? The good news of God being scattered and grown. And this parable uh, sort of sits in the middle, so it is fair to assume that uh, that the context of this and what it is speaking about is around uh, an idea of discipleship, of discipling people to Jesus, of uh, of seeing the good news of the gospel uh, shining brightly. Yeah, because uh, it sort of sits in that context. And so we're gonna. Uh, I don't know about you, I'm a visual learner. And what, what's the one where you like you only learn if you're doing it? That one as well. But I, I like to I like to see things. It helps me understand them. So when I when I have previously heard this parable or this portion of scripture, and I've thought about a lamp, sometimes I think about like a cool lamp with a little like festoony light, or sometimes I think about uh, you know like one of those big tall ones, like a big like like stage lamp. That is not the kind of lamp. <laughs> so I googled what kind of lamp uh, this would have been uh, or would have come to the mind of people who were hearing this and it is not obviously a cool lamp with an Edison globe or anything like that. Uh, it's more like like a Aladdin kind of shaped lamp, you know, like the kind of lamp the genie lived in, like a little lamp like that. Uh, and so it would have had a little handle and it would have had uh, a little vessel and a little... Spout bit, and in the little spout bit would be a wick, and in the vessel there would be oil. So you're sort of thinking like, um, you know, those like ones that keep the bugs away, like citronellary kind of ones, where the oil keeps the wick burning and it keeps the flame going. I think that's how it works. I'm not I'm not into science, but I think that's how it works. But that's that's what these were like: a little vessel full of oil with a little wick and a little flame. That's certainly why we're not putting them under a bed or a basket, uh, it was put on a stand, so that it would cast light into the room, because it's a lamp, and that's, they light things, that's what they're for, <laughs> that's what lamps are for, even in our homes now, that's what lamps are for, they're for lighting things, and so uh, the first little nugget of wisdom that I pull from this scripture that stands out to me is that idea that lamps are made to light things. Makes sense, doesn't it? There's another, um, there's another scripture uh, that jumps instantly to my mind when I, when I read about this idea of a lamp and light. And it's from Matthew 5, 14. And perhaps for some of you, this came to mind for you also. It says, "'You are the light of the world. "'A town built on a hill cannot be hidden.' Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Again, silly place for a lamp. Instead, they put it on a stand so it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Throughout the Bible, light uh, is used to describe and uh, as an analogy for a lot of different things. Uh, For the truth, for holiness, for our spiritual life in Christ, for the gospel message uh, shining out, for Jesus himself is described this way. And then here in Matthew, it says that you are the light of the world. You, you and I, we are the light of the world. And so the encouragement is, or the challenge is, that we are also made to shine. That's what we're for. Like a lamp is made to light, so are we made to shine light. We're made for it, right? That's, that's what we're for. So uh, this kind of idea that we should be letting our light shine, letting the light of God within us shine brightly out of us uh, in order that we illuminate things. Because that's what lights are for, and that's what we are for. You are made to be a light in the world, like actually made for it, uh, it would be like, imagine if you, when you had got up this morning, you got in the, in, you went into the bathroom and you went to turn on the tap in the shower and your shower said to you, I mean weird that your shower's speaking I guess, but maybe you needed a coffee before you had your shower, but your shower is speaking to you and it says, no, nah, I just don't feel like cleaning you today. Um, no, 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 actually, I was thinking maybe I would wash dishes, I think the sink's got a pretty good job, that seems cool, I'd like to wash dishes, I mean one, you would think you were nuts because your shower was talking to you, but two, it doesn't make sense because that's not what showers are made for, imagine trying to wash dishes in a shower, it would be a mess, it would be bad right? Because it's not what they're made for. And so then it would just become a very expensive tiled portion with expensive fixtures that just sat in the corner of your bathroom and was useless because it refused to do what it was made for, right? So sometimes uh, the challenge I find in this scripture is that if I'm made to be the light of the world, then that's what I should be doing, shining outwardly what is happening in me because that's what I'm made for. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm Silly as a shower that refuses to wash people <laughs> so the other thing that uh, that lights do is that they illuminate things they give they, they reveal things uh, in verse 22 it said uh, for everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open and every secret will be brought into the light earlier on in the this chapter where these parables are. I didn't read it, but um, Jesus says uh, the word secret there as well. Um, And he says, uh, he refers to the secret of the kingdom of God in this same chapter. And when we see the word secret, it could also be translated to be mystery, the mysteries of God. That's something we've heard before, the mystery of God, or a valid but not commonly known truth. The mystery of the kingdom of God. The truth of the kingdom of God. It refers to something that is not properly understood. It's a secret or mystery because it's not understood. It's like when we talk about uh, the mysteries of the universe. I never much minded about stars. And then I got married to my wonderful husband, Ben. And he just is so into, like, the planets are this big and they have this many moons. Did you know that there's a star that does this and there's a black hole that does that? And I'm just like... All of that is a mystery to me. <laughs> that's, right, wow. Uh, but it's the same kind of idea that, like, it's a mystery, and then we see it, and we begin to understand it, because we've seen it. We've got these big telescopes now, and we can begin to understand the mysteries of the universe that God has created, because we're able now to see it in ways that we never could before, with telescopes and, I don't know, that one that's on its way to the edge of the... I don't have to ask Ben about it. Anyhow, it's the same kind of uh, idea that the mysteries of God, that the mystery of uh, salvation, that the good news of the gospel, that uh, previously, before Jesus, these things were not that clear. And then Jesus came and he started saying things, literally he would say, the kingdom of God is like. And he was uh, bringing into the light and making uh, what wasn't Easy to understand, easy for people to, or easier for people to understand. He was making it so that uh, every man, the common people, were able to uh, begin to grasp the mysteries of God, begin to grasp uh, the gift of salvation, begin to understand who God was and how he loved them. Uh, Paul even prays many times at the end of letters that, uh, for, for the people he's writing to, I pray that you will uh, begin to understand the mysteries of God, that you will begin to see and understand and grasp these things. And, and the, the, the challenge that I see here is that lamps aren't made to shine for no purpose. They're made to shine so that they illuminate things, so that we can see and, and so if our job is, if we are the light of the world and we are made to be a lamp that shines, uh, that is our purpose, we do it so that people can begin to see and understand the mystery of who God is that uh, it becomes clear who God is, even in that Matthew passage that we touched on, uh, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven the way that you shine through the Spirit of God at work within you, shining out of you. People begin to see who God is because that's what lamps are made for, illuminating things. That is what you are made for, illuminating a path to Jesus. Jesus. Again, we're so made for it. It would be like if you went to do some math on your calculator and your calculator was like, nah, no, I don't feel like it today. Maybe if I was on the kitchen bench, but I don't like being on the desk, put me on the kitchen bench and maybe then I will do math. (laughs) You would be like, this is a stupid calculator. (laughs) I'm getting a new one. But sometimes uh, we act this way. We say, yeah, God, but not in this season. Sure, God, but like, not. I'm I'm just so busy right now, I can't do math. I can't shine brightly. I can't reveal Jesus to people because I just can't right now. And when you read this scripture, to me, it speaks of this idea that that is what we are made for. And if it's what we're made for, what are we doing saying we don't have time to do it? And so this sort of brings me then to to a little uh, sort of revelation and example and story from my own life, a little testimonial kind of moment. Because I, I feel like either, you can feel very empowered by that idea, like, yeah, all right, that's the mission. Shine brightly. I've got it. Illuminate the path for others to encounter Jesus. Reveal the mysteries of God. Got it. Sign me up. Tick out the door. Great sermon, Lauren. Love it. Wrapped it up in 10 minutes. Or... You think truly, honestly, in your heart, I just don't know when I have time to shine like that. I don't know when I have time to illuminate the path to Jesus for people. I just, I don't know. And I, I want to encourage you and say I have in many seasons found myself in the same boat. Um, do you know it's been a whole year I've been working here? A whole year, what a year, hey. Anyone else start a new job this year? Just, it's good. Not what I expected. Happy to be here. A whole year. Before that, I know it feels like I've been around a lot longer than that, but before that, uh, I worked as a retail store manager for about seven years. And I was trying to do the math last night. I think I actually worked in retail for nine years all up. So I started when I was eight. Teen. Um, Ten years ago, I I felt as if God was speaking to me. Um, Or I felt as if God was making something clear to me about my life. And uh, for the first time ever, I uttered words that I had never said out loud to anyone before. I was sitting with Pastor Brad across the table from him at Wild Honey, having a youth pastor leader catch up, and I said, um, no, I think I'm going to be a youth pastor. Yeah. Mind you, I was completely unconsciously incompetent. I had no idea what I didn't know. I was passionate and full of excitement, but I just... That was about it. I didn't have any, any real uh, skills or experience, or, but that's, I, I felt that call in my life. Now, I guess thankfully it took 10 years, but, but we stand here now able to look back, or I stand here now able to look back in my life and think 10 years later, God uh, was faithful to what he called me to and, and delivered on a promise that I felt he had made me. I would love to say that from that moment to this one was a straight line, but it absolutely was not. <laughs> and maybe another time, if you're interested, we can I can tell you the, the winding journey that uh, led me here. But I want to tell you about a day where I was at work. On one of the days where it wasn't a, a great day, do you ever go to work and you just think, oh, I would rather not... <laughs> Uh, and something that I would often do when I worked is uh, steaming clothes, steaming pajamas. There was lots of pajamas in the shop where I worked, so I was um, steaming them. No, don't irons are dumb. Don't own an iron, just a steamer. It's just the best. Anyway, I was steaming pajamas. It was an afternoon, like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, I don't know. Steaming pajamas, and often when I was uh, steaming garments, I would pray. Oh, it was just a habit that I was in. And I was uh, speaking with God, and I was a little frustrated about uh, the season of life that I was in. And um, a young person uh, that I knew from youth and church, she uh, came into the shop to chat to me. And she said, hey, Lauren, and we had a bit of a chat, and I asked her about how school was. And she had an English sack that day, so we chatted about that, and, and then she left. And that, that was a very common experience when I was working in the shopping centre, the kids would, the young people would come in and chat to me a lot and, and after she left, I just felt so frustrated, I said to God, why, why am I stuck doing this job when I could be doing that, like why, why can't I just have a job at church, why can't I just do that for my job, why can't that just be my life and you ever ask a question of God and then he just, you get this sense in your spirit of just a big old question being handballed back at you? It was one of those times, <laughs> and I was annoyed because, uh, because. <clears throat> I felt like in in the season I was in, I couldn't be the youth leader that I wanted to be. I couldn't be the Christian that I wanted to be. I couldn't be the Jesus follower that I wanted to be. I couldn't be as committed to building the church as I wanted to be. I couldn't be the kind of disciple maker I wanted to be. Why can't I just have the job at church? Then things would be easier. And I got this sense in my spirit straight back at me. Would it make a difference to the mission of your life if you had the job? Would the call and mission on your life be any different if you had the job versus now? And of course the answer was no. What I had started to do in my mind was associate uh, the position and the role uh, and and what I felt I should be doing with the mission and call that God had for my life. And I want to tell you that is not true. (laughs) That's not how it works, not at all. The mission of my life has always been and will continue to be this one of shining light, of being a beacon of hope, of loving God and loving people and creating disciples. And it doesn't matter what season I walk through, what job I am in, what role I was doing, what role I thought I should be doing, the mission was the same. The mission was always, always the same. And that changed everything for me. Of course, I still felt frustrated at different times that I wasn't uh, leading at my capacity, but the mission was always the same. Love God, love people, make disciples, shine brightly. That's what I'm made for. I'm a lamp, and it doesn't matter if I'm working in my job or if I'm a pastor at a church or if I'm uh, raising my kids at home or if I, it doesn't matter what season of life, the mission is always the same, and it's something that journeys with us. And the challenge that I had to wrestle with and the challenge I offer to all of us this morning is this idea that uh, with God we're not, the only destination we're headed for is heaven. But the call in our life is not dependent on uh, what season we're in, how busy we are or how busy we're not, Or, or when we've got that perfect job then we'll have time to disciple others. The call is always the same. The mission is always the same, is to shine because you're a lamp and it's what you're made for, yeah? Changed everything for me. So what is the challenge really? What is the takeaway? What do we do differently? How do we, because it's one thing to say that, but then it's another to, I hear you learn and I feel encouraged by that, but also I still do have to work 40 hours a week I still do have to care for my children and I still do have to, have these commitments of life, I still have to go to school, I still have to study, I still have to... I encourage you. Verse 24, I'm going to jump back there, it said this. Then he added, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding will be given and you will receive even more. If you want to hold tightly to the call to the mission in your life, then stay close to the one who called you. Stay close to the one who called you in every season. Stay close to the one who called you. Lean in to every opportunity and closely listen to where God is at work. And the more that you listen, the more understanding will be given to you. Those little lamps, they need to be topped up with oil so that they keep burning. If you let the oil burn out, then the lamp won't shine. The the little flame will go out. We have to keep ourselves topped up. We have to keep diving into the word. We have to keep praising God. We have to keep asking questions. Because if we want the spirit of God to shine out of us, then we have to be walking closely with him. The spirit of God must be uh, alive within us. Listening, leaning in, paying close attention keeping close with, uh, with other believers who encourage you in every season to continue to live this way, illuminating the path for others to come to Jesus, loving God and loving people and making disciples because the life mission is that, to love God and love others and make disciples and it doesn't matter what season of life we are in, it doesn't matter how old our children are because can I tell you, honestly, I'm staring down the barrel of a whole new season I waited for God to come good on his promise for 10 years and he did. And now I'm staring down the barrel of a new baby and maternity leave and what a life, how different and what new challenges are going to come. But can I tell you what I am relearning and God is in challenging me again, hold tight to the life mission. It doesn't matter what season you are in, it doesn't matter if you have been awake at 3am feeding a baby, whew, I'm not prepared. The mission is the same. Regardless, love God, love people, love others, because I'm a lamp, it's what I'm made for. I'm a calculator doing math. (laughs) I'm a shower that does turn on, you know? like I I, am designed for something, and if I'm not doing it, what am I for? It doesn't matter what season, it doesn't matter what job you're in, it doesn't matter. I understand working 40 hours a week is a rough time. I don't understand children yet, but I'm on my way. The mission remains the same. You're a lamp, it's what you're made for. In every season, it's what you're made for. Perhaps it applies differently in different seasons, but the call never changes. It is something that we hold to and carry with us. So the team are going to hop up and I'm going to pray for us this morning, but can I challenge and encourage you that whatever season you find yourself in, to do what you were made for, To love God, to worship him, lean in close and know him. To love people authentically and honestly, people inside this church and outside of it. To disciple people to Jesus. To to shine brightly because you are a light in the world. The spirit of God at work within you. Because the honest truth is a church can only have so many pastors and, and if, if you had too many, we'd be useless. We'd all just be hanging out here every day and we'd be fun. But then who would be, who would be, I don't know, working at the hospital, all the nurses, so many nurses in this church, who would be doing that? Who would be shining in the hospitals? Or uh, who would be, you know, the mum who slows down Uh, when she's doing pick-up from kinder and and gets to know the other mums around her and shines brightly in that place? Or or who would sit next to the person you sit next to at work and pray for them and encourage them? Or who who would be friends with the people you're friends with at school? Shining brightly, showing them who Jesus is. Our call is not dependent on a role or a position or a season of life. It is who we are. It is what we are made for. To love him and others and to make disciples. Alright, don't you stand? I'm going to pray for all of us this morning, those online as well. God, we thank you that in you we find purpose. In you we find hope for a better future and so God we look to you this morning knowing that uh, heaven is our home and on the way there would you help us to shine brightly God would you keep us uh, full in your presence and in your word and surrounded uh, by a family of believers encouraging us God would you remind us in this season what we are made for would you uh Help us to love you better. God, would you help us to love others more and to take up the mission to illuminate the path to Jesus for others, to make known the mysteries of God. Lord, we thank you that you're a good God who loves us. Thank you for loving us first. We are humbled and in awe of you this morning.